Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Hey guys, Omar Khan here with Beta Trading Co. I wanted to tell you about episode 124 of the Breakthrough Podcast. We currently have a special offer for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. We're offering a free one hour live training session where we show how to instantly add stock options as a new income stream. Now I've used this myself personally over the years to create a sizable real estate portfolio for myself and there's no reason you can't as well. Cool thing is it only takes about 30 minutes a day. So if you have a job, or if you have a business or you're just spending a lot of time with your family, you're gonna have time to incorporate this in your life if you take the time to learn this, okay? now. We're also offering a 15 minute free consultation to discuss how our option strategy can work with your current investment strategy and really take your investment to the next level, okay? So for more information, check out 30minutesdoctrader.com forward slash breakthrough to join us on our free live training, our next webinar. Remember again, episode 124, where Sandy and I go over exactly how I use this strategy to acquire a large real estate portfolio for myself. And there's no reason why you can't as well. See you there guys, talk soon. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again. Thank you for joining us today. As usual, Sandy McKay is here with me. Sandy, how are you doing? Awesome. Yourself? Very good. Very, very good. Um, uh, as usual, of course, everyone listening should go over to our website, BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. There you can listen to every single episode that we've recorded over the past seven years. You can uh, interact with us through all of our social media links. You can interact with all of our guests through the, um, what's that called there? Wherever the <laughs> the show notes. Uh, and you can talk to all of our past guests. And, oh, man, like, just just go over there. There's all kinds of stuff to do. Uh, and you can pick up our free gift. Free gift, the ultimate strategy for really well through real estate. And uh, get on our email list so you never miss out on a show. Get all the updates. 
webinars, podcasts, shows, tours, property tours, seminars, whatever we're doing, you'll hear about it all through there. So make sure you get on that list so you can keep in the loop and never miss out. Awesome. And as well, please go over to iTunes. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, like and review us over there. It's always super helpful. I have two. I have a bunch of uh, new um, reviews that we've gotten recently, but I'm going to just read two of them here. So, uh, hello. I am a 24-year-old Western University student who is very interested in starting my real estate venture. I've been listening to a number of podcasts for real estate investing, but I listen to this podcast because it gives me Canadian-specific information, which makes the most sense for Canadian investors. And I feel like you guys do a great job of simplifying and explaining stuff, especially when the guests get carried away with using words and, uh, and terms that the general public doesn't understand. What I would love to hear more is maybe some more detailed breakdown of a little detailed stuff like taxes and insurance. And as a first time investor, what would I need to have together before talking to the bank about getting started? Okay, awesome. Well, I mean, I think that the biggest thing to take to the bank, um, well, I would say actually go to a mortgage broker, not directly to the bank. I always, I always, uh, I always think that's a better path to take. They can set you up better for, um, you know, getting multiple properties. So I would say talk to a mortgage broker and that would be your first thing to do. And they'll get you set up uh, with what you need to get to them and how you need to structure yourself to move forward. What do you, what do you think about that, Sandy? Well, whether you're set up or you feel like you have the financial power to do anything yet or not, I think it, it at least gets you on a plan, right? So chat about that and help with your, you know you could go have a conversation about your vision and and they could guide you financially to be in the right place to to make that happen so i agree and i got one more it's short and sweet mr chris d says five stars thanks sandy and rob uh long-running canadian real estate investing podcast with great guests and loaded with valuable real estate investing tips and content it is a go-to podcast for anyone involved in or interested in getting into the Canadian real estate investing markets. So there you go. A couple of new reviews. Awesome. And you know what? If someone's listening to this, because we, you know, we still have a ton of people obviously listening through audio, but if you're, if you're interested and want to come join us over video, jump into our uh, Facebook page and our YouTube page, come check us out there and you'll be able to watch us live, not just waiting a couple of weeks delayed on, on the audio, but you'll see us live. You'll be able to jump in the conversation and, uh, and, and ask us some questions live with our guests. So if you haven't liked our Facebook page, for sure, go jump on that and uh, make sure you're on there. So you never miss uh, an episode and you can get in on the action right away. Yeah, definitely. And there hasn't been too much of this, but I do always love it when people jump in with some questions live for our guests. So, you know, today is no exception. If anyone's uh, watching today, make sure that you go on to the uh, live chat here and let us know any questions that you have for our guest, Martin. So we're, let's, let's, let's pop into that now. Uh, our guest today is Martin Willette with Continuum Real Estate. Thanks for joining us, Martin. It's a pleasure, guys. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Sandy. 
Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, we've never really touched on, I guess we'll touch on a few, maybe a couple different markets with you. We've never talked with anyone from Kingston yet on the show, so that's exciting. Uh, Martin's coming to us from Kingston, I believe, today. At least that's where he runs a lot of his operations with his real estate. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, spent many years, grew up in Quebec, spent years in the Army, uh, overseas, and has uh, really built up a great business here with Continuum. Um, starting in Ottawa, I believe, and then trans transitioning more into the Kingston markets. Um, we're going to learn a lot about him and his business and how he runs things and, and really uses some, uh, some models that we're, we're familiar with, but we haven't talked about it in a little bit. You call it the BR five. I'm excited to learn about that and, and how you, uh, how you, how you look at that and how you help people get invested in real estate with you and all the different options there. So welcome to the show, Martin. Uh, happy to have you here. And maybe you can start out just giving a little bit of a deeper uh, dive into how you got started and, and what you're all about. No, that's good. No, that's for sure. Thanks for the uh, like the invitation to start with. Uh, I looked at some of your podcasts before uh, and it's very interesting. The variety of people coming to talk about different aspects. Uh, today, uh, I'd like to talk a bit of the human aspect of real estate. Uh, yes, there's the how to, but there's the, uh, the why and the with who. That is also very important, and it starts with you. So uh, I started with me in 2008 uh, when I came back from Afghanistan. Uh, it was a 10-month tour, stressful. You guys know what happened in Kandahar. A lot of people deploying, some people not coming back home. Uh, so when I came back from this deployment, uh, when you come back, you're full of energy. You want to do something. You need to be active. Some people go to sports, some people go uh, and uh start uh, an endeavor for me it was a mix of being active uh, and i knew i wanted to start real estate just because i knew it was a good way to do that i had read the robert kiyosaki books back in the days in 2000 2001 2002 uh, the cash flow a game uh, and that led me to contact a few uh, professionals in my neighborhood uh, and got you know to say hey i'd like to buy some real estate who can help me so I did contact a few realtors. Uh, I met with five. I picked one that had what I wanted to uh, get and who I wanted to be uh, like at the time. Uh, the guy I report for you of about 20 properties. Uh, he was a mature, former public servant. And that was inspiring for me uh, as it was almost the path I wanted to take. So we went on, shopped for a few houses, uh, bought a single family home, semi-detached like actually, believe it or not, I put only $2,000 in this house over 10 years until I renovated it uh, only two, three years ago with about $20,000. Um, and that was my first investment. And uh, we sold it uh, about three years ago uh, with 10 years plus of uh, profit out of it. Um, so that was a good way to start. I liked it so much. Three months later, we decided to go and hunt for multifamily and got to know it again because the price were more affordable uh, because we didn't have much money at the time. Uh, that seed money originally came from the first house we bought in 2002 in Quebec City uh, and that we started renovating because uh, my background in my family, I got grandpa carpenters and my dad is an electrician. My uncles are all ND men, so I grew up uh, going to do the roof shingles on one of my uncle's house, uh, improve the cottage uh, for a family member in the summer. Uh, so I knew I could do that. 
Uh, I had a Montana minivan and a trailer, and I couldn't do worse than anybody else in my neighborhood buying a rental property. Uh, so that sixplex uh, was really my school of business for real estate. I didn't know how to write a lease. I didn't know how to deal with tenants. I didn't know uh, much about financing. So I called some financial advisors. They got me a loan, 5.65%. I was very high at the time. So please enjoy your 2%, 1.75 right now. It is a blessing. I had no cash flow. Uh, just It was just par. Uh, and I had to get a lot of things fixed in the first few uh, few months. So I did what I had to do. Uh, and that was really the way I learned how to deal with all the aspects of, of real estate. A lot of things I will do differently, uh, but that was a good one. Uh, so that's basically how I personally started to hit real estate. Um, then what happened, I went to do my uh, master in business in uh, Ottawa U in 2010. And then I was starting to read some strategy approaches from different corporate uh, corporations. And that really me, gave me uh, the idea to scale up Considerum, but I didn't know how. Uh, concurrently, one of my uh, friends from uh, Royal Military College contacted me and said, hey, what about we create a, a system or structure to help family and friends invest in real estate? And that basically stood up Considerum with the vision of helping family and friends uh, have access to real estate investment when on their own at home, it's too much for a single person to tackle. So we started to educate ourselves. We read books uh, about real estate. Uh, my shelf is still full of them. Uh, we had the rent to own book that we, uh, for Mark, Florida, we read 2010-ish. Uh, uh, so we evolved the, the business to, uh, to create the corporate image, the brand, the mission, uh, and starting to look at opportunities and help people achieve what they wanted to do. Um, so yeah, that basically was the start. And then we had a lot of other activities following that. Yeah. So you moved straight from that sixplex into rent-owned? Is that what you're saying? There was a transition uh, because it, it was opportunity-based. But during that year in 2010, I started by default to do joint venture with friends because, like I told you, I already had equity from my own house and I had bought a house and a sixplex. So I could not personally do nothing uh, with my own credit, I was capped. So by default, I found good projects because I was prospecting for projects. And the good thing, the first thing to uh, is it doesn't need to be perfect. That's the first thing. So we started to take action, looking at properties and looking at people that could do business. So my, my friends for a long time, things forced with me on a Wednesday night, we finished the game, we go for the, 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 the traditional refreshment. Hey guys, I found a property. And then I explained the numbers and then, okay, I'll take title. Hey, I'm going to help you with that and with that. So I basically bought two houses within two months with friends with a two-page joint venture agreement reviewed by the notaire and uh, got to know that made sense for us. And we went on and we bought for with a five-year uh, objective. So that led me to say, okay, I need to find ways to uh, invest in, in real estate. So... My partner uh, at the time went to Montreal in the Club d'Investissement Immobilier du Québec, the Real Estate Investment Club. And we met a gentleman from Quebec City that was trying to raise funds to do a condo conversion. He had bought a sixplex, uh, $365,000 uh, 
Uh, we had a renovation plan of $300,000 uh, converting those into condo units undervised with the condo association because the city were not allowed to devise them, but we still did it within the complex. Got a loan from Desjardins. We injected the capital. Uh, we had an agreement with him to be one third. So we provided the capital. So we basically promoted that project to friends and family, and we injected some of our own cash. Uh, and it, in 10 months, we had converted most of the units. And the capital was back after 12. Uh, and it produced 88% return. So that deal is actually in the Real Estate Wealth magazine in 2011, I believe. Uh, and uh, that was a big, big, big beginning for us. And that really have had us stand out to our uh, friends, colleagues. And then we started to build on that success uh, to raise more capital. Then the idea came to do rent to own because why? And we wanted to tackle that. How? Uh, how do you adjust or how do, how do you do things and why do you do things? But it happened that Gatineau had a three to four uh, increase of market uh, of value per year, which to me is the perfect increase rent, uh, increase of value or the, the market increase to for a rent to own to be a good strategy. So we started to read about it. We took three books, we took a course, we put the package together, which we believe was the best of the time. Uh, we had a, we're still getting requests from the website, consumerservices.ca, that offers people to learn about investment, tenant buyers. Uh, and we were being hit by people with money, but no credit to be able to buy a house. But our formula was, I was taking title with the corporation, guaranteeing it personally. Uh, when we started uh, with uh, passive investors uh, providing funds for the down payment and the tenant buyers, sometime up to $30,000, uh, $40,000 providing seed capital for the down payment that was becoming their own down payment on the road after a year to three years. So we did quite a few of those uh, successful rent to own, uh, always thinking about the client first. Uh, client being a tenant buyer or the passive investor. That's great. Um, it sounds like you've got your hands in a little bit of everything too, because you started off at the sixplex. Your main business, I guess, at the time was the rent to owns. Then you did the, uh, the the sixplex conversion to condos, and then you went into uh, a, a huge project in Costa Rica, right? Yes. Then what happened is that we were looking to uh, for a specific market that would uh, allow us to do bigger things. So my partner went to Florida first, had a look. It was the big post crash. Everything was for sale, cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, and then we met a gentleman that knew Costa Rica for a long time. So we went there, did a market study, found a great, great place uh, close to the beach, met a local partner. And we participated into the development of 46 uh, condo unit, uh, condo hotel uh, in Costa Rica that opened in 2014 and is still running uh, at this time uh, with the same manager, uh, about 20 plus investors into this, uh, Canadian and different countries. Uh, so yeah, that's a huge accomplishment to run uh, from breaking ground in 2011 or 13 uh, in between preparing the ground was it took a long time to just to prepare the ground and then once it was started it took about two years uh, to do the whole thing 
Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. You've got like, you've done. So, so I guess um, a lot of people say, you know, stay focused, right? Like, like pick a, pick something and don't get, don't get deterred by shiny object syndrome, that kind of thing. So what made you jump around to like, to do these different type of things? I think it's the circumstances of the time. Uh, I was not full-time an investor. Uh, I was, it was a hobby for me. It was a way to help people. It was people focused. So if somebody will come to me with, hey, I want to do a condo conversion in, in, in Quebec City, or I'm looking for a house, or I'm a problem solver. So even in, as strategic planner for uh, the government, uh, throughout my whole career, I have been uh, known as a, st a strategic planner and a problem solver. So people will bring me a problem to solve, and I will see if it's going to lead me towards my objective. And if it does, then I, I will tackle it. So I was listening to, uh, there's a very popular, uh, you know, like the, the Gradens then, but their Quebec version. There's uh, one gentleman that uh, is hosting a show, and he was explaining the difference between diversification and diversion. Uh, and I really paid attention to that because diversification is, diversification is to tackle different uh, streams or different avenues of approach but it all lead you to the same end state. So it's not because you're doing something, uh, I, we call that in, in the military, tactically different on the ground, technically or procedurally different, that you're diverging from your ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. So once you determine what is my real value, my real core, if it fits and it brings you to this outcome, then it's your you're having a diversification of activities. The danger to do that is not to become an expert in what you do because you cannot tackle everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it is easy after 12 years, 10 years of continuum to say, hey, we've done all this. It looks like a lot, but it's a lot of daily activities towards each of these individual projects. That when you look at them, you say, yeah, we have done quite a lot of different things. Uh, and I don't think it's that bad because now I can tackle a discussion and assess a deal in about any areas of real estate. From commercial, I am not a pro of industrial. Although I'm doing my realtor course right now, I'm exactly into that commercial chapter. Uh, it's very interesting to see the different uh, dynamics of the market right now with commercial buildings. I am far from an expert of uh, the... Uh, the, the stores and the industrial aspect of multifamily tackled that 12 years ago, my friend. So I have learned from doing and then consulting. I should have consulted more before, but at least I got a six plex. And that six plex after three years generated $100,000 because I lifted it, I raised the rent, uh, and that was my seed capital for bigger things after that. So mm -hmm. you don't need to know everything to take action. That's, that's one of the key aspects, yeah. Well, I think another key thing that you said there was that it fit into the ultimate plans for, and the ultimate, you know, goals for your company, right? And for you and, yeah. and your life. So that was, that's another important thing that you said there. No, congratulations. All Thank kinds you. of uh, really interesting stuff. And we, we're, we'll, we'll more than likely dive a little deeper into some of those as we go here. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. 
<laughs> and then now uh, that brings us to 2014. So, I mean, we've still got a ways to go. So how has your business grown since then? Basically, we really got momentum uh, quitting the rent-to-own aspect because we did not do like some people do and promote rent-to-own to have joint ventures take title for us and promote that. And it's there's specific some reasons for this. I moved to Kingston in 2013 from Gatineau. I deployed to Kuwait uh, for uh, eight months, uh, and I was busy with my military life. So I was not full-time, uh, and I was out of my key initial market of Gatineau to tackle properties and do a lot of my work myself. So we were looking for opportunities where we will be a bit more hands-off from the 2014 to 2016-17. That's where we started to be involved with different external projects. But we really took off in Kingston when we started tackling the, the bird strategy uh, and uh, adding value to a property. So force, force appreciation. And uh, it's popular right now in all throughout Southern Ontario that there's a big lack of dwellings. Uh, inoccupancy rate uh, is uh, pretty low. Uh, below 2.6 once in Kingston, not probably more into the average of 1.9. But all this, it depends what looking for, what market you're looking for. Uh, but that led us to start buying single family home, create that. Uh, suite in the basement to create a duplex, create a secondary suite, like we call it in the bylaws in Kingston, basically making a duplex out of a single unit property uh, or taking a, a two unit or a three unit and then adding an additional unit. Simply by doing that, you, you automatically generate in our current market more than $100,000 of value uh, by adding a few, uh, a few thousand dollars uh, meeting, fire code, safety, access, bylaws, and stuff like that. Uh, so that really took off, uh, took off like to the different level. We are in February at number nine uh, property in nine months uh, since May, uh, May June last uh, spring. So if people say COVID slowed things down, no. It's, COVID changed the way we do things. People had to readjust. For us, it was time to reassess what we're doing, time to focus on what is important, what is local, uh, and a time to straighten the team, uh, which at the beginning was me with uh, some guy I hired to uh, convert my first basement of a rental property because I had bought it from a friend from work that was uh, leaving Kingston. And I said, hey, I'll buy your house. And I knew I could do something with the basement with a rear access from the yard. So again, it started by an opportunity. And then I assessed the situation. It was successful. We did it twice two, on two of my properties. And then we started to document uh, the processes attached to that, attach some professionals to it. Uh, now we have a team. We have a prospection pretty active on both single family and multifamily. We have two teams of general contractors that can tackle up to uh, four projects at the same time, uh, two each. Uh, we have all our uh, color codes, material stores uh, aligned, so the contractors know exactly what we want to have in each unit. 
which flooring, which color of paint, which countertop, cupboards, uh, door frames, uh, front doors, uh, everything. So I do not have to make these decisions again because I made them twice. They were sound. All I need to do right now is assess the quote, do some checks on the market to see if we can find some cheaper material at some places. Sometimes my contractors even propose to me, hey, I found a deal at a different store. Maybe we can tackle it. And all I have to do is look at the picture that they send me and say, yeah, fine. So I'm about to be able to be like a few of my friends right now and be in Costa Rica and uh, simply uh, do my business at distance. So, yeah, that's where uh, we are right now. And everybody's going to Costa Rica right now. What a good, what a good, uh, what a good uh, world to live in, really. Aside from all the mess that's happening, at least uh, real estate can create some cool opportunities like that. Yeah. How do you put it all together? How do you manage it all with all everything going on? Your family, um, work, business, all that stuff. How does it all? How does it all come together? Or is it chaotic? Think, <laughs> or is uh, it chaotic all the time? The answer is yes. It is always chaotic. Uh, because if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to be ready to tackle challenges. If you want to stay away from problems, you can find yourself a nice uh, passion to do, a nice uh, job, uh, and be passionate about it and contribute in a different way. But if you want to be an investor and be, want to be an entrepreneur, you have to find a way to make uh, to put some clarity into chaos. And actually, I would say any leader's job. That it be in the corporate world or in business or in a, in a sport team, the job of a leader is to change chaos into a Korean approach to solving a problem. So you want to win a hockey championship, you need a leader to say, guys, we've been there before. We were 0-2 before. We'll come back. We'll score one goal, one period at the time. We're going to tie that game and win it as much as we want it. And that's the same thing for real estate. So I think the first thing is to set the ob ob objective. We've, we've discussed that. We killed it. It's good. I think it's also to set expectations. So what does success mean for us? And that was a very good piece of advice I got very early in my career by a senior officer saying, define success early. What is success for you? But once you're already successful, Define a different level of success, but success doesn't need doesn't need to mean a number of doors or mean a quantity of money in your wallet. It is one aspect, of course. Money enables opportunities and quality of life and lifestyle, indeed. But what if success was enjoying what you're doing and enjoying solving problems? So, of course, there are issues that come like my my. My dryer, uh, my washer is not draining. My dishwasher is leaking. My fringe is broken. All the, all the low-level stuff, okay, from real estate. Uh, but you can delegate those things. So basically, once you uh, understand that this is a team effort, this is a team endeavor, uh, that's the first thing. Then second, how do you use your time? So I can tell you guys, I have stopped watching uh, extensive TV a long time ago. Uh, and if everybody does the first assessment of their uh, energy level during the day and use of TV throughout, you will see that when you have your peaks of energy is when you need to be doing something that is very value-added, value-added activity. 
And when you're tired, that's when you need to start doing physical training. Go for a run, do some weights, anything like that. When you are finding those peak times during your day where you need to do something, then set a daily objective. Today, I want to list all my houses and my apartments that are available for rent. So I need to take a time. I took the time to take pictures. So that was planned before. I take the time to write my text. They are already cut. I cut and paste them. We go onto our rental page, uh, put my text, put my pictures, done. Then I have done a little thing for 30 minutes, an hour, okay? And then I can go take care of my baby and spend some good quality time. Uh, and that's how you get to ask about your partner, okay? Is it your wife, your husband, your partner? What is your day like? When is the best time to do this? So that's from the family perspective, how to integrate things. Because um, most of us are not full-time investors. Most of us, we need to start by probably a year to two to three, maybe some people for 10 years before they can really say, I, am, I earn enough income or residual income, cash flow from real estate to say I'm retiring. And for some, it's never. It's going to be a silent activity uh, that just complements their or top of their months. Mm -hmm. So leverage the team, identify what's important. I think the third thing is to be, allow yourself, convince yourself that it's okay to share the pie. It's okay to give some to others. It's okay to give property management to a good friend starting a business. It's okay to delegate to your contractors to do the cleaning at the end of the project instead of you, you hiring the cleaner yourself and having to have one more bill to pay uh, and having to go on site to inspect. Delegate as many responsibilities as you can when it's not something you want to do first or it's something that only, not only you can do as good as you. So set expectations on the result you expect. Go do uh, verifications of quality to see if it meets the uh, standards that you expect and then improve on your team and improve on yourself. So streamlining processes, enabling, empowering the team. It's all, it's all concepts I've learned in the Army, actually, in Canadian Forces, uh, because we have no choice. If we're not effective, well, there are lives at, at stake. Now, here in real estate, there's no life at stake, all right? It's a question of uh, meeting expectations, deadlines, paying paying your, uh, your monthly payments, and making sure that you have a positive, uh, you're leveraging positively properties through banks and other people to at the end generate a profit from the business and be able to benefit to who is involved being joint ventures, investors, contractors. They want to be paid. They don't work for free. Uh, so you're enabling a lot of people to improve their life by employing them through your activities. And that's probably the best reward is to be able to celebrate and give credit to the team for the good work and giving them their paycheck or uh, pay the bill that the contractor is giving you for a service that he, he, he gave you last month or last week or the same. So yeah, it's it's a team. It, it's teamwork one on one to do real estate. It's network team of professionals. Uh, we we all learn about the power team. Well, continue to improve on your power team, and you can even uh, grow with them or educate some of the power team to what is it that I want from you? What service I want you to provide to us so that together we can both grow our businesses. 
So yeah, that's that's my my how-to in a few minutes. Uh, don't do it alone. Right, genius key. Well, and the family thing is always, I think, the trickiest one. But but they sort of build on top of each other because, like you said, if you've got the uh, the other things more streamlined then it allows you to free up some time that you might be doing uh, like otherwise micromanaging on certain things. Right. So it's all very important, but, but I definitely find that that family one is the trickiest one to fit in there. And, and, and you have to prioritize on putting it on top really. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Now you've, you mentioned that your business is constantly evolving and <laughs> Changing. Once you're optimized like you are, where do you go from there? What, what are your plans? Continuum is continually evolving. It will never stop, but it doesn't lose its identity. Its identity is to continue to help people get together, access real estate. Uh, and if it means to coach people, to mentor people, to educate people, to have the information and move forward, then this is what we're doing. Uh, in the last few months, because a lot of people ask us, okay, I'd like to know about your market. I'd like to know about how you do this. And it's like if there's a magnet taking us towards that side, which is helping others understand how to do. And most of the successful investors, uh, those that do it full time, went this way because it becomes a time where you're giving back to people to be able to do the same. Yeah, it's a win-win. Of course, when we're doing that, uh, we are going to venture on a project with a person we're coaching. That's what we do a lot. Or you can charge a, a fee for a mentoring or coaching. Uh, at Continuum, we're not too much into charging a fee for that. We're more into, okay, what do you want to do? Let's do it together. Uh, my use of time doing a deal with somebody and finding what that person is lacking to do that deal and then contributing to it or just finding a friend or a colleague or a different investor to do it but having some 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 uh, some meat uh, or some some piece of the pie is a good way we like to do business but yes we we do help people when they contact us uh, we can have an agreement on the consumer services aspect of things uh, for some coaching uh, for us, enjoying the freedom uh, of choice is what we want to continue. So we don't really want to go into an area where it will constrain us into the, the, the quality that we are offering or the freedom that we're building for ourselves and for our people. So sometimes people want to do a specific, take a specific avenue. Uh, we need to find a way to get them there. Uh, the quickest way, but the most efficient way for us also. So I, it is something that we're are looking at. Uh, I think we will continue always to improve our different uh, processes and systems. We started with checklists. Uh, used to do things on paper in a black booklet. We all had these black, black booklets uh, and taking notes of, uh, of uh, action items. Uh, then it goes, uh, the process goes into, okay, how to vet tenant. Uh, it goes how to select a property with strict criteria, okay? What are the things that we're looking when we're done or before we uh, tackle a, 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 re a renovation project or once we're done, okay? What makes a property ready for rent and what makes it not ready for rent? 
So all these small details we continue to improve upon, always with the way to come and go see my project manager, my site project manager. I call myself the program manager, and I have site project manager. And I give him the list, and I say, OK, yes, we agree on that. That's the statement of requirement from this property. This is all the work items. There's a lot of project management uh, uh, procedures into this. So we have the item, the time it's going to take, the sequence that we're going to be doing it, uh, the money attached to it. Uh, and we build some slack between the different packages. Uh, and this is how we can go from turning uh, a, a property around in a, only a few weeks. Uh, of course, right now with COVID, we have some challenges getting some material. Uh, the service for Hydro One is slower, for example, to get to add a, a, a different meter to a house. So right. we are moving some timelines around. We're adjusting. Uh, but we have to. It will never be perfect. So yes, it's all about improving what we do uh, and making sure that our people get better at what they do. And then we can free up time to start helping other people, tackling more projects, and elevate ourselves in the strategy so that we remain at the uh, program management level or portfolio. You can say portfolio management level. Awesome. So you're really taking a good business approach to it, which is which is I think a lot of people missed early on. But when people are starting out in in real estate, what are the big things that you know the big important elements of it for them to focus on? I think you need to develop and maintain the the expertise you need to be uh, to be credible uh, and to be good at what you do. It's always difficult to maintain the balance between current operations, so what you do on a daily basis, and when am I going to attend that seminar? When am I going to read that book that I have on my shelf since 2013? Okay. When am I going to read that uh, uh, article or blog from somebody that does the same thing as me? When am I going to go see what my competitor does? Okay and stop calling him my competitor but maybe calling that person my competitor and that's a concept that we practice a lot in kingston is that we have a real estate investment club and uh, we we are competitor we cooperate in competition and i think this is a good way to start it's uh to read to network to listen to audios to podcasts like you guys this is awesome what you're doing uh and discuss with investors I always said the best way to learn is to put yourself forward so take a position on a subject don't try to be political i am always very forward with my 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 statements okay uh sometimes you may you be may be making an overstatement on something but then somebody with wisdom that has been there will probably correct you or simply bring a different perspective to what you're saying. So by putting your thoughts forward on the forum or at the investment club, having the courage to share your thoughts and what you think, how you think things could be doing or could be tackled, this is when you really learn. The other way to do it is when you're actually doing it for real. But the level of risk into sharing your thought and having the courage to be forward with friends or co or competitors when you meet them at the club and hearing that 
they have a different perspective than you on maybe you should or should not refinance this, or maybe you should do this or do that differently. At first, it always picks your ego. Oh, why is he saying? Or why is she saying? Why, 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 why? Okay. But at the end, if it bothers you, it's because there's a piece of you that says, mm, maybe I should consider this. Now, you allow yourself to rehearse virtually to visualize what it will become of your idea with all these comments. So that's the second thing I would tell people is that put your ideas forward after you've listened and talked to people and then reflect on this. Reflect on what it means for you, all these comments. I think the last thing is to assess things. Assess your market. I gave a, an interview last uh, June with Knowledge Quest about uh, the Kingston market because what they do, they cover each market at different uh, uh, areas of Canada. And we had to go back in the books, go back into the CMHE uh, statistics and Korea statistics and extract what Kingston meant to us because, hey, I work in Kingston, I want to develop Kingston, I need to be the master of my market. And we really digged into the, what the data meant. We found the gaps in the data. We benchmarked it with what our competitors and other uh, realtor collaborators know. And then we have a pretty good idea of Kingston cap rate, inoccupancy rate by sub-market, sub-areas, sectors. And then we can really win bids when we go in to get a property or lose a bid and happy to have lost it because there's probably 15 offers on a property in Kingston. And to know where to put the bar that you don't overpay a property, that all comes from the background done last May to understand better the new market Kingston is in since last year because it's a booming market. So what does it mean for us? Are we going to overpay a property at uh, 395 or 420 or 500? Or we should procure because that property is a bargain six months down the road. Uh, and that can only be done by assessing the market. Second thing is assess deals. You see a property for sale, ask for the numbers to the, from the listing agent or from your own collaborative agent. Cross the numbers, find a good table. If you don't have a good table to assess deal, contact me. A deal, contact me. I'll walk you through one of the examples of what we do. Uh, and you go from there. And then you have unknowns. So then you take that sheet, you print it, or you talk to a friend that is an investor. Hey, what do you think about that? What my cost per unit will be here? What's the cap rate in this sector? And then you ask all the good questions. Hey, will I get financing at 70%, 75%, AD, or I need to go with a 65% instead? Uh, because the bank will never allow me because the rent is too low and on and on. You never know until you have tackled enough professionals or experienced person, but assess jobs. Yeah. And what I think is important to realize here is that you continue to move forward regardless. Obviously, the market hasn't stayed the same since you've been uh, working there over the past, you know, 10 years. But you're you're like, do you see a lot of people get anchored in the idea of the way that things were and not be able to progress with the market? What happens with people like get anchored? And the answer is yes, they do. There are people, they, they, they just remain OK. Nobody is. People that invest in real estate right now with the current market growth, it's pretty hard to lose money in the current Canadian market unless you are in a, in a depression area, like depending on one sources. Like I know the West has been hit, 
and there are cycles. Like, 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 like the real estate is a cycle. But where we are in Southern Ontario right now, and I'm not talking about Toronto GTA because I am not involved there, uh, it's pretty difficult in the current context to lose if you don't pay for prime money for a property. And even if you pay the, the current market rent, the rents are so high in the area that if you can force appreciate a property, it's difficult to lose. So I would say that people that don't adjust, they remain okay. They remain status quo, but they stop growing. They are in that mode that of, of they need to learn a different level. So what is going to make them learn? Assess. So what they need to do basically is an introspection. Something we do regularly, and I do it on myself. I'll do it after this interview. I'll do it after my next deal. I'll do it after my year. When I talk to my accountant, I'm going to say, okay, so what can I do better? What was the best deal of the year? What was the worst deal of the year, which we only did 65% return, okay, not 100 or get all the money back from the burr? And why? Is it because we put too much renovation cost? We have uncontrolled aspects coming so risk comes into play was it because of competition was it because uh we expected the rent to be uh higher or lower so introspection on your own action own actions on your team and on the overall processes that led to these decisions are key so these people or the people that we, we will qualify at anchor in the past they need to make that realization. And without that introspection, they don't get there. So they're going to continue to have a social event with the club or be at home. And maybe they're just simply satisfied too. It is totally okay for somebody to be satisfied with five properties, not trying to go and create creative financing, remain within what they can afford with their job. And they are very happy with their $10,000 cash flow a month uh, for five properties. No, that's not happening. Sometimes it, it is. Uh, it it just depends what 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 people want. Why do people want to buy a smaller multi and renovate it when when other people want to buy a larger building and give it away to to management? Well, this is totally a personal uh, preference. It's discretional, uh, and unless you understand what people really want to achieve with it then it's difficult to, to be the judge of that. Unless they ask and they pay you for your advice, then you can give them your two cents. Uh, if not, they, they own their own portfolio. Well, on that note of you inviting uh, all of the people listening to uh, maybe talk to you about assessing their deals with them, let's, let's jump right into who, who should be reaching out to you? So basically, any investor that like to uh, tackle our own market will be really uh, welcome to discuss with them. Why? Because we have the local team to tackle about anything uh, that is in the uh, multifamily uh, residential. Uh, we also have uh, deals aligned right now, multifamily deals aligned uh, for people to uh, join us as a partner in the project. Uh, we, of course, have room for joint venture. So if people want to do, we do this a lot. We got this, uh, this, this connection or acquaintance uh, from a club, from uh, uh, a group on Facebook or uh, uh, 
LinkedIn that they see what we do, and they they don't have everything that it takes uh, to close on a deal. They don't know where the deal is, which we can find for them. They don't know. They don't have the team to do the work, uh, or they're not sure even how to tackle finances. And then they simply write me like I got already three messages since this morning about, hey, I'm in Belleville. I'd like to tackle something. Uh, I'm not sure how to go about it. So I dedicate time personally to these people that take the time to write me a nice message and introduce themselves, friend me on Facebook or write me an, an email and say, yeah, sure, let's see. And I do an introductionary call with them to say, okay, what are you trying to achieve? And then I, I match what we can offer being myself. Maybe all I have to do is refer that person to one of the professionals that work with us. Then I'm not getting nothing out of it, but that's what that person needs to, to move forward. Maybe they need a bit of coaching. So I'm going to come with a package with, to them and say, okay, we can do that package and coach you to that. Most often, half of the time, people will join us on the first deal. So they'll take title on the property. Uh, we'll provide all the expertise and we're going to convert that you know, single family home into uh, a duplex with them. 50-50, we do all the work, they take title, they, they, they put the money in. That's something that we do a lot. Some people don't have the credit or don't want to take title, but they have registered funds that they like to tackle. So we have a lot of people contacting us right now because we, we said, okay, we've got all these properties I've talked to you about. Oh, now we have equity in them. So we're willing to entertain uh, second mortgages uh, with registered uh, funds. So people contact us, okay, what are your terms? Explain all we do. We deal with Olympia Trust a lot. Uh, and then we had to get advice on this early on because we had done it, but we had not done it massively. And now, now we have a, a more streamlined approach to that and we know exactly what we're willing to do for people and how to do and which forms and everything. And it doesn't take a month and a half to get the Olympia Trust to give uh, a mortgage. It takes only a few days right now because we've developed that connection with some folks. So we do that. Passive investors, promissory notes, joint venture, partnering with us on a project in a corporation. Uh, that's something that is more and more popular for the not advanced or from the medium experience to advanced and seasoned investor, doing that approach is popular. Uh, because they want equity in the deal, they have experience, they have something to bring. Uh, they can be director with us on a, on a specific larger multifamily. Uh, usually, uh, projects are between $2 million and $4 million, uh, even more purchase in where we are for multifamily, depending on the size and numbers of units. But basically, it's $115,000 to $200,000 a door in Kingston, depending where area, what class A, B, C, or D of building are dealing with. Uh, so we tackle each of these properties uh, and then we assign or we offer potential partners to join on different projects with a package being the managing partner, uh, director, uh, we can have co-directors with us. Basically, we, uh, we, we adjust to what people want and need to do. Uh, based on what is available in our inventory of, uh, uh, of deals that we have found and prospected. Lots of off-market deals for multifamily, more uh, market-listed uh, deals from single-family homes, 
but more and more people know we're buying houses. So I'm getting a call from a friend or the neighbor of a friend saying, hey, I thought of uh, doing this. Would you buy my house? Yeah, we pay fair market price. Uh, and then win-win for everybody. So yes, that's what we're offering basically. A chance to join efforts with Continua, taking, giving an opportunity, the same vision as 12 years ago, as, as 10 years ago. Allowing people that do not have everything it takes to join a real estate project in any means and ways they want to. That's basically what we're offering. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's multiple ways to get involved with you, which is, which is great. And, uh, and it sounds like, you know, if I'm looking in Kingston area, for sure, I mean, I'm reaching out to you guys for, for some tips because you got, you got the whole crew and team organized to, to really tackle anything in that market by the sounds of it. So that's amazing. Yes, it is. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Cause I'm sure we're going to have people reaching out and wanting to talk about Kingston's a really hot market. There's a lot of good stuff there. I know. And just my broad outlook on it. I mean, you got a lot of different types of strategies, right? That you can deploy there. Student rentals, multifamily, single families, rent owns, all that stuff can work in that market from from, from my understanding. Um, how do they do that? How do they get in touch? Well, we have the website, uh, continuumservices.ca. Uh, you can do, go under contact and uh, you can uh, fill up or give you have my my email address there, and it's very simple. My email address is martin at continuumservices.ca. A lot of people reach me uh, and they see me on Facebook. Why? Because uh, we uh, promote and give credit to our team for each project we do. So uh, a lot of people are starting to be connected to our Continuum Real Estate Investors uh, Facebook page, Continuum Real Estate Investors uh on facebook of course you can friend me on facebook if you do friend me and do like the page write us a little bit like messenger hey say hello my name is sandra my name is chris i am from this area uh and give us a, a few lines about hey i've been investing for that long uh i am tackling this i am stuck with that so throw a problem at us we'll respond okay uh within about 24 hours and we set the time for a call because that's what we like to do. We like to meet people. We like to understand uh, what people need. And if it is to refer you to the best, pers the best person in London or in ne Niagara Falls or Edmonton to do something because it's a good friend, long-time investors, then that's going to be it. Hey, I think you should talk to this gentleman in Ottawa. I think you can really, I think Bruce can really help you. Okay, So something like this. And I just text. I say, hey, I got this person I talked to. Can you find him a good mentor in, uh, in, in, in Ottawa? And there we go. After two texts, two phone calls, somebody is set for success because he just didn't know who to talk to. So that's what we like to do. We need, like to orient people in the right direction. Uh, and if it's a win-win uh, for us to do uh, business with them and be active with them, fine. If not, and if they achieve what they wanted, there is room for everybody you don't need to be afraid to give a tip to somebody because they will become your competitor this is a wrong way of thinking from my perspective from continuum perspective i am growing up the uh, young uh, racing horses in kingston right now okay good friends of mine 25 years in the military with me they want to get into this they want to have a second life after a good well-deserved career break I am taking it under my wing and I'm showing them what we know, 
what we do. That person probably was going to become our property manager in the future. Who knows? Why not? Don't be shy to share what you have. Of course, if everybody wants to buy the same house on the same day because you generated a big, 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 huge wave, fine. But if everybody comes to buy the house I wanted to buy, I am just going to go buy the big multi that not everybody can buy. So there's always a way to adjust the market depending on competition, price, or opportunities. That's why I am telling people, keep on assessing the market, keep on knowing your business, keep on doing the best at what you do. And to be the best, you need to practice, you need to put the effort, the dedication, but you also need to be part of a winning team. It's like playing hockey. You start playing hockey, you learn how to skate, you learn how to do, make passes, handle the puck shooting. But to win championship, you need to put the team together, you need to practice and face adversity. Uh, and this is what we offer people, to join a team, to face adversity, and celebrate success. That's the best part I have to admit. Yeah, absolutely, Martin. And we've always promoted a non-scarcity mindset on this podcast. There's really no, you know, you don't need to step on heads to get where you're going. Um, anyone who... Sorry, go ahead, Sandy. I was going to say, yeah, I agree 100%. And, and the biggest thing that I find is you can share everything with someone. There's no, you can't share really, uh, you can't share the experience you have in going down the road and the ups and downs and creating that in your world where, so if you share something that's, you know, a, a great piece of advice, they still need to go do it and, and learn through the process anyways, right? So it's not like, and then you're already miles ahead of them because you've already been there. You've gone through the ups and downs. You you yeah. know how to adjust. So yeah. it's not like you're giving them the golden ticket to go do and beat you or anything like no, that. No, it's you're, not a, it's you're not giving them the golden ticket, but you get to keep yours. Yeah. yeah I have to tell you guys that I have observed that somebody, if you give a tip to somebody or somebody calls you to do something with you and they do or they don't do it with you, when they go away to do it alone or they go away not to do nothing within five years and i don't know why the five-year mark is like the cancanal plan if it's a, a good way to say it they come back to you they come back to you with a yeah. thank you or they come back to you with i should have or they come back to you do, with a i am ready now mm -hmm. uh, and this is the best thing because then you you build with built relationship with uh, uh investors that invest with us since 2010 since the first condo conversion project, okay? Their money is that stayed with us since then, mm -hmm. okay? It is awesome. I think we should do a, a success story out of it to see the C capital they put in and what it became when you don't give 1.2% of bank uh, saving return to somebody. What if you do multiply it by, by 10, okay? And what that money, C money becomes for them. And that's a game changer. Now, these people that only had a few thousand dollars to move into real estate as passive are ready to move in as an equity partner on a large multi. And they are only at 35, 40 years old. And they have simply trusted somebody that had passion, that had some credibility and credit and do all the due diligence all the time, mm -hmm. that they believed in. And then they kept on being an ambassador for us, which brought us more people. And then they're ready to be an equity partner for about a quarter million dollars. Would you come back and talk to us again? We've got like, uh, it sounds like we could probably go on for another, another full podcast. I mean, we didn't even get to a lot of the stuff that we wanted to get to today. 
So would you be would you be willing to come back and talk to us again? I am always welcome. Uh, happy to go on a uh, on a stage where we can help people get there. If people have specific uh, demand on specific subject, like I was hearing uh, your. Uh, uh, reading what people comments. Hey, we'd like to know more about this, this, and this. If we know in advance, we can prepare some uh, some uh, specific more tailored package. Uh, today was about human, the human factor behind real estate. It's about who you want to be. Remain who you want to be. Remain who you are. Don't try to change yourself. Evolve, but keep your main, main, main values, which is for us was to help people. And you see the same way I am, 10 years later, it's all about giving to people. And it comes back time stamp. That's, that's for sure. It's a, it is a fact. So, yes, of course, I'll be happy to come back. That's awesome. Um, all of Martin's contact info is going to be in our show notes. So if you missed that when he was talking about it there, just jump over to the website and you can click on all of his links to get in touch with him, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to do. Uh, Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, two eight nine three eight nine six eight four six, or Sandy at McKayRealtyNetwork.com. You can reach me at Rob at MrBreakthrough.ca. Um, one of the pieces of info I'm going to leave everybody with today is I think that one of the important things that Martin said was that everyone should define their own success. So that's what we're going to leave you with today. Just go and think about that. Define what success is for you. All right, guys. See you next time.